everybody. It's your girl, Coach Alonda Brooks, and you are now listening to I Am Becoming. Listen, last but certainly not least, we have our final mom on the move. She's been moving and shaking across the city of Cincinnati. Her name is Miss Nakia Swint. She is the founder and board president of The Ranches. Nakia's mission in life is to reach as many youth as she can, helping them to overcome homelessness and life's obstacles they may have been faced with. She is the president and founder and CEO of the Louise Shopshire, The Ranches. Welcome, Queens. I am becoming, I'm super excited to sit down with you today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. Yes. So listen, I've been seeing you do a lot of different things um, for the youth around the city of Cincinnati. And I was like, this is a queen I would love to meet and talk to and pick her brain, get on board with her Uh, cause. Because oftentimes we see people co-laboring in our community and we don't just inquire about their story, what their mission and their purpose is and how we can join arms and definitely help support the cause. So I wanted to sit down with you today um, and just talk to you about what it is that you're you're passionate about um, and why that the youth are so important to you. I mean, it's important to me definitely because I'm a mom, but right, right. Um, what is the driving force behind you working with the youth in our city? Well, um, that that is a good question. And it really is a question that so, so many people um, ask me. And I'll tell you that it mainly comes from my obedience. Um, God put it in me that um, I am supposed to give back in that area, that that is my calling, that is my purpose. And it wasn't, I mean, I'm a mom. So all my life, I've, I've seen children, unfortunately, because I've been a parent since I was 14. Um, I started out as a teen mom. I had my first daughter at 14, um, got pregnant with her. Very, very, very young, uh, clueless of what to do as a mother. And so my passion originally was driven from that, you know, and I never really understood why me, you know, all those years. And by the time I was 19, I had four children. And when I say why me, the, the, the question posed to God, why me, was because I had a group of friends and we all were dating. We all were active, um, but nobody got pregnant but me. And I was mm. like, you know, like, oh, my God, like and, and I wasn't, you know, a real fast girl. I just, you know, I, I had. I thought I was normal and typical, but, you know, here we were, and I was 19 years old, raising four children on my own, and um, that's where the original passion came from. I always knew that I would come back and do something with teen moms, because I saw so much lacking in our system that really didn't help. I mean, it, it was programs that they put in place for us. But to me, it, it seemed more like a babysitting uh, program than, than something to help me, something to enrich me, to develop me, to uh-huh. make me understand why I was making the choices I was making, to help me make better choices going forward. The programs that were in place for teen moms were mostly, hey, let me teach you how to be a mom. Let me teach you how to be a house mom, a house mother, how to clean, how to cook. 
in my opinion, that set me up to really have more children. And it, it sounds crazy, but it, it did. It, it set me up to, to focus only on being a mother. Yeah. You know, they didn't, they didn't open and broaden my, my scope to say, hey, you know, you can go back to school. This is what you, you know, you need to get a degree. It's going to be expensive raising these babies. You know, it was more like, okay, this is what can help you pay your bills. This is where you can live to afford to pay these bills. And, you know, and this is what we can give you to help you feed these kids. And yeah, so, I think that's that's key. What you're saying is very, very true, because um, I know um, going to the high school that I went to, they had a program called grads, grads for moms and grad dads. And I was just like, mm-hmm. we are too young. And it was like you said, it was more so like I'm gonna teach you how to change your baby's diaper and stuff. Right. And it was more so set up like teaching them how to be a babysitter to their own baby and not exactly. necessarily a parent and like, okay, you have this life now that you have to raise, but you gotta exactly. also be something so that they can be something. Exactly. So that's clutch. Like I, I get what you're saying, Queen, and that's very powerful. Um so what, I mean, what things do you feel like it also taught you? Like what skills um, from your life experience do you feel like is vital? If somebody is right now in your position that you were in then, like, what would you say to them? What are like five things that you want to tell them? Like, listen, you need to take these five actions right now. Okay. So that is so, I mean, one in particular would be build your relationship with God. Amen. That that would be my first, my first, because for so many reasons, I mean, your mental state, your, your capability of understanding that when obstacles come, we can get through them and that they're going to come because when you're a teenager, your mindset, you don't have that mindset to think that this solution is going to solve all my problems. Yeah, You know, you have that misconception that, okay, if I could just get this, it's going to solve all my problems. Well, my reality is that's not going to happen. So first you need to build that, that relationship, that spiritual relationship with whoever your higher power is. The second thing would be, please, please, please don't wait on your education. Don't wait. Don't let people tell you, you know, we'll raise them babies when they get older. You can go back to school. No. No, 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 no. Do it now. Don't wait. Don't procrastinate because you'll look up and it'll be 25 years later. You know, so that would be the number two. Don't procrastinate. Go get your education right now. Finish whatever it is you need to get your high school diploma and get some type of trade. The third thing I would say is please understand it takes more than than clothing and keeping a roof mm. over your child's head to, to raise that child and to be that child's parent. It takes so much more than that. And, and, and as a teen mom, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that my kids needed respect. Yeah, you know, we were, we were raised in the genre where kids are need to be seen and not heard. And that is so far from the truth. And we've stretched that saying to interpret it to mean what we think it means, meaning being controlled and you keep your mouth shut. No, when, when, when 
a child is supposed to be seen and not heard. It is only for the sole purposes. Make sure you see that child because they need to be heard, but you can't hear them until you can see them. And we yeah, gotta be, good. we gotta, we gotta listen to our children. We have to, we have to listen to them and get to know them. We should know their favorite color. We should know what they like and don't like and respect their choices. The fourth thing I would say is be very, very, very cautious of who you let has input on your life. Everybody does not have your best interests at heart. And everybody that does have your best interests at heart doesn't know what's best for your heart. And that's why it goes back to your relationship with God. Because if you build that relationship, you don't need anybody else to tell you what direction you need to go in or what your purpose is, because he's going to lay it out there for you. And I guess the fifth thing I would say, oh, love yourself. Mm. Love you. Accept you. Forgive yourself. Forgive you for whatever you feel you did to put you in the situation that you're in. And know that, yes, God does everything for a reason. And now I don't question why I had kids early because God prepared me for this day. Every obstacle, every, every form of abuse, every hurt, every broken heart, every failure I had developed the woman I am today and gave me the patience and the unconditional love that I have today. And that's what our children need. They need unconditional love. We can't give up on them. Just because it doesn't look pleasant doesn't mean they're a lost cause. Everybody, everybody has the potential to change and to become who God intends on them to be. They just need a little yoking, a little counsel, and a little support. Support goes so far, so far. Like, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today had there not been some form of support from, from people around me, whether it was good or bad. Because I'm going to tell you, some, a lot of the bad helped me get to where I am today, too, because it taught me I don't want to be like that. Yeah, that's good. That's good counsel right there. Listen, we're going to take a break, Queen, and we'll be right back. Okay. We'll be right back, y'all. The Light Sunday Collection, where exotic elegance meets luxury. Our collection is a one-stop shop. Whether it's a woman looking for her favorite product line or a husband looking for his own favorite product that he steals from his wife's collection, or you could be shopping for a gift, the Light Sunday Collection is your new favorite one-stop shop. The Light Sunday Collection is a world-class hair care company. Our products are multi-universal and multi-ethnic. Our luxury products are 100% sulfate-free, paraben-free, formaldehyde-free, and DEA-free. Our line of products are the best of the best, from our ingredients to our premium platinum virgin 12 gray A hair. We are the total collection. 
Shop the total collection where exotic elegance meets luxury at thelikesundaycollection.com. You can also find us on Instagram underneath the Like Sunday Collection. The Like Sunday Collection, where exotic elegance meets luxury. We are the total collection. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Hey, everybody, you're listening to I Am Becoming. This is your girl, Coach Alonda Brooks, and I have the lovely Miss Nakia Sweat with me today. If you are just now tuning in, child, she dropped some bombs before we came to commercial break. Listen, she gave you five things that if you are a young queen, you are a teenage mom, that you must do now. I'm going to go back because she said, don't wait on your education. I concur. As a young mom, I wasn't a teenage mom, but I definitely went to school with my kids because I felt like it was necessary as a parent to make sure that I showed my kids that I did everything in my power to give them the best life. And getting your education and being sound within your whole woman as yourself is key. And if you a young king listening to this, this also goes for you too. Be all that you can be for your kids. The best gift that you can give your children is to let them see you walk heavily in your purpose and be in alignment with what God's plan is for your life. Even if it doesn't look like what everybody else thinks it should look like listen do you and make sure you secure your family at all costs if that means you got to go to the service you know you just talk to your person or just your uh, co-parent and make sure you go secure your family let your kids see you do it because when we tell them and we tell them this scripture you can do all things through christ that strengthens you they need to see you believe that they need to see you walk it out in your purpose so i definitely live that as a parent I make sure that when I tell my kids they can do all things, that they see me doing all things for me first as well. And then they benefit and reap the harvest of me working on me. So I thank you, Queen, for that wisdom. That knowledge was so on point. I agree 199.999 to 200% with what you said because it was right on time. And that is so true. Um, how how do you feel as though... Um, you know, that being a younger parent now shapes your relationship with your adult children now, because you have some beautiful children. How does it shape um, shape your relationships with them now? You feel like it was able, you were able to now have some realer conversations with them because you pretty much grew up with them. They got to watch you grow. So yeah. do you feel like it took away a lot of the inhibitions of having certain conversations with them? 
Oh, definitely. Um, my older, thank God, uh, me and my relationship with my older kids now is it, very solid. And I'm so, so thankful for that. And honestly, it didn't get better until I got better. Um, them seeing me chasing my dreams and, you know, uh, leaving certain lifestyles alone. Cause let's face it, you know, I was, I was 19 years old, like I said, with four kids. So you had to know I had my own place. So a 19 year old in their own place, having to really make grown up decisions and, and regardless of what the law say, 19, you, you're not ready. <laughs> you, you're really not ready. So mm -hmm. unfortunately, because they grew up with me, they saw a lot of dysfunctional behaviors in mom. And um, I own that, you know, a, a lot of, they saw a lot of things that opened them up to a world that they should not have had to, to even be a part of, because it was like one hand, I was trying to keep them out of those things. And I thought that that's what I was doing, but I was actually doing just the opposite. You know, I was, I was encouraging it because they were, they were watching me. So even though I made sure they didn't live in certain areas and they went to certain schools, um, they still saw me and I'm, I was their biggest motivator their biggest mentor. They loved the ground I walked on as I did them. But I didn't understand that they need to see me walk the walk, not yeah. just talk the walk. Mm -hmm. And so now our relationship is stronger than ever, but it wasn't always like that. You know, um, we almost got to the part where they were treating me more like a friend mm -hmm. than like a parent. And me not really having the tools to learn how to gain that respect back, I started to try to demand it. And as we learn in, in some of our cultures, you demand that by whoopings, by I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to pop off on you like you know you I, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I'm gonna beat you into respecting me and doing what I I tell you to do and that and that was so wrong of me and you know I had to ask my children for forgiveness before we could take that step of of fixing that relationship and see God is God is is so amazing you know, you got to be careful what you ask God for, because he will, you know, when you ask him for it, he's not going to put it on the platter like you want it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and I always wanted an opportunity to serve him and to be a better mother. So here we are. And that's why you see, I have my two babies. So I have eight children. I have six adult children that range from 24 to 33. But then I have a 10 and eight year old. Mm. And Mrs. Brooks, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, honey. I restarted something else, ain't Ooh, baby. God, when I tell you God has a sense of humor, that's why we got comedians. You know, don't get mad at them. God, God has a sense of humor. Because he knew me, 48-year-old Nakia. 
was going to have a challenge with this 10 and 8 year old. But when I tell you they saved my life, you know, um, all of my children saved my life. We went through a lot of abuse. You know, my um, my ex-husband did time. He raped my oldest two daughters. Um, oh. He abused me. And uh, my daughter, actually, my oldest daughter wrote a book about it. You know, so, um, yeah, when I say God, my restart button was really, really big. You know, mm -hmm. he restarted me to be able to be a better mother, to to have a good husband, to know what it, it feels like to have. Um, Redemption. Yeah, redemption is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and, and and then learning love, you know, because see, when you've been abused and molested, your idea and definition of love is going to be different than someone who hasn't experienced it, and you're going to be able to accept love, whereas someone abused, our mind is kind of cloudy. And, and when I say that, I say, just for instance, let's say you approach me, you know, mm -hmm. and me, the broken me would not know whether, and, and I'm saying you were a male, the broken me don't know if, if, if you are interested sexually or are you really interested into who I am as a person. So it was hard for me to even accept the love of like the pastors, the, you know, people that God was trying to put in my life to steer me in the right direction, you know? So we went through a lot. <laughs> Let's just say me and my children, we have endured a lot and I am so proud of them and they are proud of me. They are a part of my lifeline. And, and I just, I can't thank God enough for mending that relationship with us. So I thank you for your transparency uh, with sharing that. Like, what are some of the steps that you guys took to start repairing that? Like, if you don't mind sharing um, that relationship after abuse and what does that look like? Because I, I know that that's a real uh, common abuse and molestation um right. in the black family unfortunately is is very, very common. common um right. and i think it's important um when people do lay bare you know their truth about that um because that within itself starts the ball of healing i think um because right. a lot of times um we come from generations of you know we know it happened but don't say nothing don't bring any go. more shame to our yeah. family yeah. Um, by talking about it. We don't want to talk about it because then nobody wants to own their part and where it went wrong. Exactly. Um, and so I think I, I really commend you for speaking openly about that because, you know, there are a lot of people that are still very silent with that and it shows up in everything um, that they do because it's it's untapped and, um, and, and being untapped, healing can't even begin to take place because nobody wants to talk about it. Um, so how did you begin to redeem your family um where what were some of the steps that you took um to one repair yourself um you know from being you know I know that guilt of carrying that like oh 
I was a right. part of, I was the adult in the situation, right. um, you know, and I was the mother and, you know, but you, you know, you, you carry a lot of shame and guilt with that because you were being abused, but we, you know, we, the parent deal with the guilt of, I didn't protect my children. How did you begin to deal with your own guilt? And then how did you go back and secure your children to start the healing work? So for me, I, um, of course, we all know that you have to deal with self. You, you can't help any other part of your life. You can't mend or heal any other part of your life until you work on you and, and become a better you and accept you and most importantly, forgive you. And I had to really sit down and build my relationship with God. It, it was, I, you know, it was really only through him because I'm going to be honest with you. I had lost my father, my grandmother. When, when I got to the part where I began to heal, let me say that because, you know, it, it, it of course it happened long before my father passed, but when I actually started to begin to heal, it was after losing my, my father, my oldest sister, and my grandmother. They all passed within eight months of each other. Um, my grandmother going first, and then my sister, then my dad. And they're significant to me because they were the most important people in my life. See, my the dynamics of my life was really weird. I was my mom's youngest baby of five and my dad's only child for a while and then was his oldest child. So I was very, very spoiled by my father, very, very spoiled. And then I was spoiled by my mom to a sense because I was the baby. But then my big sister kind of was my mom because my mom worked so much. So and my dad's mom, I was her first grandbaby. So those people were kind of like my saviors. And trust me, I was like one of those. I wasn't a hot mama, but I was like always into something like speeding tickets or I just didn't pay something. I like those little things. So anyhow, to, when I got to begin my healing process, I didn't trust anyone. And that was very important for me to get to that is because that's where a lot of broken people are, is they they find it hard to heal because they literally don't trust anyone. And I mean, nobody, not a pastor, not a other parent, not another family, no one. They have people they may talk to. They may have people they may vent to but they literally do not trust anyone. So they're never, never, ever, ever really pulling out that deep, gritty, dirty stuff that's deep within that causes them to hate themselves and somehow reflect that abuse back on something they did to put themselves in those situations. And that's where I was. And it was not, it was not until I got serious about my relationship with God and I said, you know what? They don't have to love me. I'm going to love me. I'm going to love me so much that I'm going to pray for me. I'm going to ask God that what is ever in my life that is not of him, please remove it immediately. 
and everything in my life that was not of him from friends to food to liquor to part the way I partied the way I socialized the way I taught my 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 uh opinions the way I I, I talk to my children the way I hear them everything began to change and everything began to sound different. Things didn't begin to seem to me as I was being blamed anymore. Instead, I was having conversations. So therefore, I was able to go back to my children. I was able to tell them the things that I should have done in their lives and how I was very sorry. And I not only wanted but needed their forgiveness but if they did not forgive me that I would still be here praying for that day it was no rush I'm not gonna beat you or make you understand where I was coming from but I did take it to God every day and eventually one by one they started to call me on their own and you know, we would have an intimate, I've had a very, very intimate conversation with every last one of them because I did fail them. And it wasn't until I understood that I did fail them, but that it was okay because it was not too late. I may have failed them in their adolescence, but they still need me as a mother today. So it's, it's not too late. And once I acknowledged that I failed them and that I never, ever wanted them to feel lost, unwanted, or unloved ever again, that they're going to know that if don't nobody walk for them and love the ground they walk on, that I do. I began to understand the life that developed in my womb. You don't really understand that and connect with that when you're a teenager. You just have children, but you don't connect to that life that's growing yeah. inside of you. Yeah, that's that's true. You definitely that's that's eye opening, honestly. Um, thank you for that. That's that's definitely eye opening because you're right. It does take a special uh, connection um, and going back to that that connection, that initial connection. Um, and I think what you said is very vital, too, about not rushing their process of, of forgiveness. I think that's right. very um, because a lot of people don't a lot of people don't understand that you can't rush somebody else to forgive you because they got a process and then you want them to connect uh, right. with it, too. They got to go through that's their right. processes and their stages of grieving that owe you to even be able to see you as the new mom, right? Like to behold you maybe as a parent because they might've been looking at you like that was our homie, really like instead of mom, you don't have to even, it's almost like they go through a rebirthing process as well on their side to see you as that new creature because God has made you new, right? Like you're somebody completely, totally different um, to be able to stand in the healing you know what I'm saying? To stand with you in the healing. And I think that's that's so key um, because a lot of times we don't allow the proper forgiveness because we don't work the process to forgive. It's that's not right. just a, a overnight thing. Um, and I think like 
it was very noble of you to know, like, I can't do this on my own. I, I need God to go before me and cultivate mm-hmm. that situation because it's, it's, it's beyond me. This is it's something bigger that's than me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think that's so dope. So tell us what you got coming up in the community, what projects you're working on uh-huh. and where we can connect with you. Yes, so I am being pulled all over. So the first thing we have coming up, we have a sipping paint, um, happy hour sipping paint that's going to be held at Reminence, and that's a fundraiser um, for our home in Fairview and Elberon. Those are one in Pricey and Clifton. So we're raising money for those two because we do have funding coming in. But as we all know, when you're dealing with the federal government and funding and you're talking about the bigger funding, it takes a while. It's not like they say yes. And then tomorrow you have money. So um, to keep us sustained um, and we can hold on to all our property, we are having the Happy Hour Sipping Pain and Reminence. They're hosting it for us. Um, we'll have wine tasting. We're hoping to get some spoken word. That'll be on June 10th from five to nine. Um, we're also raffling off a 65 inch smart TV, um, as one of our fundraisers and you can purchase those raffle tickets now, um, as many as you want, $10 donation. And then we have the, um, father daughter dance. And that's our second annual. Last year, it was really, really nice. We had a really good turnout. And so we're hoping to have that same turnout again this year, this year to be held at the Palace on July 16th. Um, And those tickets go on sale actually soon here, June 1st. Yeah, those tickets are going on sale. And that's actually where the announcement for the winner for the raffle will be announced that is at the uh, father-daughter dance. And then the mother... Sundance, our second annual, will be held this year on July 23rd. And that'll be at the palace as well. Nice. I gotta make sure I definitely get to it this year. Cause listen, y'all, do not hold off on getting your ticket because this thing sells out. I remember I was going one year, it was like sold out as soon as she posted it. So definitely, definitely get your tickets. Jump in her inbox. Tell us where we can find you on social media. So my name on Facebook is Nakia Swint. Um, and then my name on TikTok. Oh, I'm new on this TikTok. So y'all have to work with me. But my daughter been teaching me. I think my name on there is LS The Ranch. Yeah, it is LS The Ranch. So and be looking for us because we are having a grand opening. I'll tag you um, when we figure out the details of that. My board is putting that together. So we're going to have a big grand opening. And we're looking to bring some really, really, really good gospel artists that um, is willing to come and sing for us. And so we're really trying to turn the city out and just bring peace back into our city because we got a lot going on right now. Yeah, that'd be nice. Definitely, definitely keep me abreast of that. Um, Guys, listen, I hope that you guys learned some very, very cool gems today. Um, If you know a teenage mother that needs some support, definitely get her in connection with Miss Swint. Um, She's doing major things in the city of Cincinnati. Um, And you, you just, it's just a good person to be connected with. So thank you so much, Queen, for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you um, for having me. I'm super, I'm, I'm super glad we did this interview because I feel like I know so much more about you um, and thank definitely you. how I can also 
align with your cause and your mission. So thank you for um, giving me this honor and thank you for being a mom who is on the move um, and you have an amazing redemption story. Um, and I pray that God continues to restore and use you in other mothers' lives to help teach them the path that they need to go. Um, you know, and, and also if they already have been on the path to teach them how to uh, redeem their family, because God wants the family restored for sure. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, you guys know you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under I must become the number one. If you are ready to take the greatest leap of your life and leap into your becoming this year, go to I must become dot com. Um, you can definitely go there too and purchase my new book, Diamonds and Pearls, Affirmation of a Mompreneur Who Rocks. We have 13 phenomenal mompreneurs who are industry experts in their fields uh, who drop some gems on you guys, how to be unconventional and be successful in business. As moms, if you are just a woman and you want to learn from some other queens, it's still a great book for you. If you're a young man, it's for women, but it's not exclusive to women. Um, if you want to definitely get in, get into position to prosper, definitely. We also have an interactive journal, so definitely go cop that. Also, too, I am a co-author on Step Into Leadership Greatness, Leaders Producing Leaders by my mentor, Dr. Jennifer Jones Bryan. We now, that book is also now out all of these books are double international bestsellers um, in multiple categories. So you don't want to miss an opportunity to get into those books and dig into them. Um, also, uh, you guys know, don't do anything for man's approval, but do everything, everything with man in mind, because we are all an intricate piece of the puzzle in this circle called life. Somebody is waiting on you to leap into your becoming because you hold endless possibilities for the world and for anybody that has yet to believe that they can walk into their becoming. Look at this queen right here. She started out a teenage mother and now she has a whole foundation helping lead women to their greatness, doing all types of things in the city to, to make sure we secure the youth. The, the youth is our future church, y'all. So if you're not looking out for the youth, I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> what did Jay-Z say? Listen, we shouldn't, we got 99 problems, but protecting our children should not be one. Listen, I love y'all in real life. You can always meet me here or beat me here every Sunday at 3 p.m. Listen, go to imbecomingshow.com to catch up on past and to stay tuned for future episodes. I love y'all in real life. I'm waiting for these excellent testimonies. They've been rolling in. I've been seeing them go down my timeline, y'all. Don't wait. Do it afraid. Take the greatest leap ever and leap it to you. Become it and become the total package. I love you. This is Coach Alanda Brooks. I'm out. Peace. 